Hello. Good morning. Why are you all back there? Oh, the shade, the shade. Yes, yes, I see. Hello. Well, welcome here this morning. My name is Kyle. I get to be the pastor here, and I'm so thankful to have you here this morning. Um, on your way in, you should have received kind of a packet. Does anybody not have a packet? Good job, crew out there. I think we're like double parked in the back, which is probably the first time that's ever happened. We're starting parking up here now. It's getting real. So thanks for being here. Um, we're going to have just a great day together of celebrating some really incredible things that God has done uh, over the last few months and the last few years here at 1128 State Road. And I'm just so thankful to be on this journey with all of you. Some of you are here today uh, to witness friends of yours being or family members of yours being baptized or reaffirming their baptisms. But uh, some of you are here because you got drug here. Some of you are here because you have like this weird thing where you want to be sunburned. Uh, in either case, however you got here today, we're just, I just want to let you know that we are so glad you're here. You have been prayed for and expected, and we really just hope that you get a taste of the things that Jesus can do in someone's life as we gather here together today. So I want to invite you to stand if you are able. And we're going to worship together a little bit this morning, but I want to read a passage of scripture over us as we do that. This is from the 100th Psalm. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And his faithfulness to all generations. The lyrics to all the songs we're going to sing are in this packet this morning. We're going to start by singing, Did You Feel the Mountains Tremble? So would you sing with us this morning? Lord, that's our prayer this morning, is that we would see you working in our midst. Uh, and even those that are coming forward for baptism today do so because they've seen you interrupting their lives with your loving grace. And so, God, as we gather in this place, we, we just long for more of you. We long for a deeper experience of all of who you are, your power and presence, and everything that we do today we do to honor you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. I realize I forgot to tell you something important, which is that if you need the restroom, you just need to go in these doors, through the lobby, down the hallway, and they're in there on your left, and uh, that's, that's important. Today is a service of commissioning where we are bringing together really two churches that have been meeting in this same space for about seven years now, Regeneration, a faith community, and Otterbein United Methodist Church. And we're marking uh, coming together and ascending out. And to help us do that, this is my, my friend, my district superintendent, the Reverend Abby Amen. Um, Abby has been a great partner in ministry to Steph and I over these years. And so I'm so excited to have her with us today. So would you lead us? Thank you. It is a blessing for me to be here, um, to have gotten to come along when your journey was already underway and to walk these last four years with you. And so today is a day of joy and celebration. It's also a day for some people, um, perhaps of some grief and some mourning as um, we just, we make some transitions. Um, life never holds still, 
and praise the Lord, God doesn't hold still either. Um, and so this is a place where um, people have been praying for their spiritual grandchildren for years. People have been dreaming for years of um, sharing their faith with the next generation here at Otterbein United Methodist Church. Um, and the faithful saints at Otterbein have been here working in this community for a long time. And today we come um, to a joining together of these two churches to continue to share the love of Jesus with the Champion community. And um, we mark a full merger of these two churches um, coming together fully and formally as one church family um, under Jesus Christ and God our Father through the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, so today we are commissioning and we are recommissioning um, because the call of God is always there in our lives. It just takes different shapes and different forms. It leads us on different paths and through twists and turns. And so this is the moment when we mark in worship um, the transition from Otterbein United Methodist Church and Regeneration Faith Community to Regeneration United Methodist Church. So um, for those of you who have your packets, um, we have a liturgy in there um, that I will be leading you through. So we are at the liturgy of recommissioning because God is um, sending forth in a new way today. The time has come for this congregation of Christ's holy church under God's leadership to once again take a faithful step into the future. It has been consecrated for the ministry of God's holy word and sacraments. It has provided refuge and comfort for God's people. It has served well our holy faith. With the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, it shall continue to do so. As we lift up our hearts in thanksgiving for this common store of memories, our faith rises, anticipation for what God longs to do in this consecrated house. As we continue in the litany of thanksgiving, I invite you to read the bold parts that say we give you thanks, O God. Blessed be the name of the Lord, whose word has long been proclaimed within this sacred space. As generations have prayed their prayers and sung your praises here, your spirit has moved in powerful ways. We have celebrated the Lord's Supper here and been nurtured by it through our journey in faith. We have rejoiced here as believers have confessed faith in Jesus. Here we have baptized our children and mourned our dead. As new families have been created through marriage, we, our parents, and our children have vowed at this altar to love, honor, and cherish always. From within these walls, 
Many have gone out to serve you in the world. For all you are and have been to us in this place and in many others, we give you thanks, O God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord Jesus has given us a commission. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Today, we celebrate the legacy of faith and courage exhibited by the Otterbein United Methodist Church. Building on that legacy, we commission Regeneration United Methodist Church to take new territory for the kingdom of God, to take bold risks for the sake of the gospel, to proclaim the Lordship of Jesus, to demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit, to do all the good you can, by all the ways you can, by all the means you can, in all the places you can, to the glory of God. The scriptures say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Today, we commission all who gather in this place to live with expectation of what God may yet do in and through you to his great glory. Let us pray. O God, as in your great goodness, you have blessed the many ministries carried on by this congregation. Ask your blessing on this family of faith which continues to gather here, now called Regeneration United Methodist Church. As disciples of the risen Christ, may we be channels at all times of your steadfast love. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we are a local church, and the scriptures say the local church is a body, that, and a body has members. Uh, the local church exists together in a covenant relationship, and a covenant doesn't say, this is yours, this is mine. A covenant says, I am yours, you are mine. Together we are partners in the gospel to seek the flourishing of the kingdom of God in this place. And so as we begin this new journey together, we have covenant partners or members to bring into this faith community here at Regeneration. So if you are a covenant partner or member at Regeneration today, would you please stand if you're coming in for that? Would you please stand? 
And if you are a member of the Otterbein United Methodist Church, would you stand? Would you stand? As, and we're going to say some vows together just as an opportunity to demonstrate that togetherness today. So Abby, would you lead us? These are historic questions that were asked as far back as the first century that the Church of Jesus Christ existed. And so when I ask you these questions, you not only join with each other in this local church, you join with all Christians everywhere throughout time. And so on behalf of that whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, answer, I do. I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, answer, I do. I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and ethnicities? If so, answer, I do. I do. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as his representatives in the world? If so, answer, I will. I will. Yeah, go ahead. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for all the ways that you have been at work in people's lives to bring them to this moment. Whether these are folks who have been faithful members of Otterbein serving here for decades, folks who have been part of Regen since it got going, um, folks who have newly found their way here. Um, for all that you have done in everyone's life to bring them here, we give you thanks. And now, O oh God, we ask that you would pour out your spirit upon those gathered here, upon those who have stood to renew and to profess their faith, that they may be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, who walk in the way that leads to life, and that you would so fill them with your love and with your Holy Spirit, that the love of Christ shines out from them, runs out from them to everyone that they meet, um, so that the whole world would know of your great love through the people who stand here before you, committed to Regeneration United Methodist Church, committed to this faith family, committed to the champion community, but most of all, O oh God, committed to you through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is in his mighty and holy name that we dare to ask these things. Amen. have a seat, those of you standing. Today's a busy day, and uh, so we're thankful to have you here, but one of the most fun things that we get to do together as a church is uh, baptize babies. Uh, and here's what we know from the scriptures, that children are a gift from the Lord, and that the miracle of life is from his hand. The scriptures say, children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. 
Because children are God's gift, it is his pleasure to include them in his covenant family. Which is why scripture says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the revealed things belong to us and to our children forever. Because children are a gift from the Lord, because they are graciously included in God's covenant family, it has been the practice of the people of God to publicly thank him for this miraculously gi- miraculous gift and publicly include them in our covenant family. And so today we'll do that through the sacrament of infant baptism. In the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, the sign of circumcision was given to children of the covenant to show their membership and participation in the blessing of God. In the New Covenant, infant baptism takes the place of circumcision. As whole households, even the littlest among them, receive the sign of the New Covenant, even as Peter declares in Acts chapter 2, this promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And if that wasn't good enough, Jesus himself said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. So in that spirit, can I invite Mitch and Lindsay and Annie Goosens and Ryan and Holly and Lincoln Williams on up. Now, make sure you have your party blower handy because I will give you a cue when you're going to need that at certain points today. Okay. Baptisms are public events because we believe it takes a village to raise a child. And so Ryan and Holly and Mitch and Lindsay, our community gathers around you to encourage you and lift you up and bring you coffee when you're tired. (laughs) Come on over here, guys. And today is also your commissioning. We commission you as from the foundations of the earth, God chose y'all to be the parents of these little ones. And uh, that's a heavy task but we're honored to walk alongside you. Man, look at the hair. That's amazing. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions too, and uh, then we'll, we'll do this. Do you, in presenting these children for baptism, confess your faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you therefore accept as your bounden duty and privilege to live before these children a life that displays the gospel, to exercise all godly care that they may be brought up in the Christian faith? taught the holy scriptures that they learn to give attendance upon the private and public worship of god if so say i do do. will you endeavor to keep these children under the ministry and guidance of the church until they by the power of god accept for themselves the gift of salvation and be confirmed as a full member of christ's holy church if so say i will i will will. i've got a question for y'all members of the house hi buddy members of the household of god i commend to your love and care these children and these parents whom this day we recognize as members of Jesus's family. Will you endeavor so to live that these children may grow in the knowledge and love of God through our Savior Jesus? If so, say, we will. We will. Let's pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. And when you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. 
He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it. Incorporate them by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and into Christ's family. Clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share his final victory. Amen. Amen. All right, Lincoln's going to be first. Hey, Lincoln, can I hold you? Hi. He is so tiny compared to, like, my giant toddler. Hi, can you say hi? Hi, buddy. All right, Lincoln Ross. I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lincoln, may the Holy Spirit work within you that being born of water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Blow your party, blowers. <laughs> Guys, can you say hi? Why don't you guys switch with them? Okay. Annie Marina, come here, you. This is the first time I've held you. Oh, hello. Hi, my dear. Hello. 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 Annie Marina, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Annie. May the Holy Spirit work within you, that being born of water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for these parents and these kids. We give you thanks for all of their sleepless nights and early mornings and for every gift that you give us in being parents. Lord, I pray that you would uh, strengthen Ryan and Holly and Mitch and Lindsay with every measure of your grace, that they uh, might fulfill uh, their holy calling of raising these kids. Um, help us to be sensitive as a community to how to support them. And we pray for Annie and we pray for Lincoln that, one, that their parents' yes today would be their yes tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Blow that party blower. Let's pray together. Jesus, we are just so thankful for all of who you are to us. I invite you to come, Holy Spirit, and just move as you've already been moving in these moments we share together. In Jesus' name, amen. We welcomed our son, Jack, into the world on a snowy, stormy Saturday in mid-January of 2019. I don't know if I would mind snow right now. <laughs> uh, it took us five long years to meet Jack, and that waiting was actually just practice because it took about 36 hours of induced labor and a last-minute C-section before we brought Jack into the world. Steph was whisked from the labor and delivery room where we had been trapped for thousands of years, it felt like. Uh, we prepped for surgery in a nearby operating room and uh, Steph was prepped for surgery in a nearby operating room. I followed a few minutes later and uh, we sat, or I guess I sat, Steph laid there uh, and we waited anxiously to hold Jack in our arms and then at 8.18 p.m., 
the nurses and the doctor and the anesthetician, they all shouted, happy birthday, as Jack was gently tugged, I hope, from Steph's womb. And a couple minutes later, there he was in my arms, the hopes and fears of all our years met in him. And I've been thinking a lot about that day we met Jack because today you and I find ourselves in a delivery room. It's not a delivery room for physical life, which is probably good because I don't know if there's really any among us that are really equipped to deliver a baby if that's to happen today. Although, when I was a sophomore in high school, my geometry teacher was pregnant, so I googled how to deliver a baby. So I'm kind of prepared, right? Um, this is not a delivery room for physical life. It's a delivery room where people are, in the words of Jesus, born again, born of water and the spirit. We're in a delivery room where new spiritual, eternal, joyful life is born. Just as Jesus said in John 3, he says, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. In John 3, Jesus is approached by a religious leader in the, in the middle of the night. And this religious leader, Nicodemus, is his name. He comes to question Jesus. He's heard of Jesus. He's heard rumors of Jesus, but now he wants to know for himself. He has to come in the middle of the night to protect his reputation. But this Nicodemus has questions, and maybe some of you gathered here in this place with us today are like Nicodemus, wondering what this Jesus really is about. Jesus tells Nicodemus that he's in the business of transformation. He's in the business of transformation so complete, so total, so comprehensive, that the best way to describe it is like being born again. Nicodemus is shocked by this. Nicodemus says, how can an old guy like me climb in his mother's womb again? And Jesus says, no, no, it's not like that. Steph and I have been watching the show uh, called Escape to the Chateau. I'd highly recommend it. It's a reality show where a British couple moves to France and for the price of like a fancy apartment in London, they buy a 150-year-old castle. The only problem with the castle is that it's 150 years old. And so when they finally run heating through the chimneys and they heat it, it causes like exodus, plague level amount of flies to emerge from the walls. They're like carpeting the floor. Um, they buy this really fancy drill to go through the three foot stone walls. And in five minutes, it, it, it kills the drill. Uh, and, and yet over these multiple seasons and multiple episodes, Dick and Angel, this couple, they turn this forgotten, empty, dying chateau into a place of life again, where weddings take place and their children have rooms. And it's more than just wallpaper. It's this place not just becoming to what it once was, but this totally new, beautiful again place. This is what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about renovation of the life and heart. There in the middle of the night, 2,000 some years ago, 
Jesus tells Nicodemus that the kind of thing he's here to do is the kind of thing this British couple has done to the chateau, only increased by a magnitude of 10, 100, a million, infinity. Jesus has come to bring newness and transformation to us, so pervasive, so stunning, it's like being born again. And in this statement, there's an invitation and a challenge. A few of my friends came to the hospital to visit Steph and I after Jack was born, and can you imagine how I would have responded if one of them would have said, I don't know, Kyle, I think he might need to be born again. Excuse me, he's perfect, right? There's a challenge where Jesus is saying there is something so flawed about us, something so broken about us that the best way to deal with it is for us to just be born all over again. This brokenness that we feel and the sickness and suffering and sadness in our world lives inside of us. Sin separates us from God and keeps us chained to purposes that are at best selfish and at worst self-destructive. Jesus' life and death and resurrection offers us forgiveness and freedom. And the experience of that is so pervasive, so lifelong, it's like being born again. There's a challenge, but there's an invitation. There's an invitation that the transformation could be so real, so deep, so lasting, that it's the freshest of fresh starts that you could ever imagine. Those things that happen in your childhood are restored by the newness and life of Jesus. Those mistakes you regret are renewed by the very presence of Jesus in, your, in our midst. And so here we stand today in a delivery room, not marking physical birth, but spiritual birth. Because there were two babies up here and they were already born. We could hold them in our hands, we can see them with their eyes, but as their parents brought them forward, a great mystery took place. They were born of water and the spirit, a down payment of faith, a radical hope on Mitch and Lindsay and Ryan's, Holly's part that their yes today would be Annie and Lincoln's yes tomorrow. Today, 11 people, people already born, come forward to be baptized or reaffirm their baptism. They were already born once, but then Jesus interrupted their lives with his love and grace and they experienced the power of a great affection. The transformation is so deep and pervasive, it's almost like being born again. They have come forward for baptism and reaffirmation and, 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 and of baptism, this public witness of what Jesus has done in them and, and longs to do in each of us. This work of, this work of life and newness, of new birth, scholars have a fancy word for it. Theologians throw a $20 term around and the term is, regeneration. So today we stand before a church, a church already born. Born in 1911 as the first United Brethren Church, born again as the Otterbein United Methodist Church in 1969, and today it is born again as Regeneration Church, as Jesus does what he always does and always longs to do, breathes life and newness over us. And so today we step into a new season of life together, but in many ways we remain the same. We remain passionate about pursuing the presence of God. We don't just want to know about God. We want to know him. We remain passionate about growing an authentic spiritual family where everyone has a place and everybody has a role. We remain passionate about making Jesus' last command. You heard it earlier, go and make disciples of all the nations. His last command, our first priority. We want to give everyone in our neighborhoods and networks and our families and workplaces 
an opportunity to see, hear, and respond to the gospel. And all of this is made possible, hear me, all of this is made possible not by our striving, not by our hard work, not because Christians are somehow slightly more moral than everyone else. It's made possible by Jesus, lifted up for all to see, who gives his life freely so that we might be free. Jesus lived and died and rose again to make for himself a family restored, regenerated, made alive by the power of his spirit. And so we gather here today with pomp and circumstance and and special words to mark the close of one chapter and the opening another. But as we gather here today and we, we celebrate these little ones and these people coming forward and cheer them on faith, as we gather here today, there is a wind blowing. Not the breeze that you can feel on your skin or that moves the trees. Jesus says it's like that wind, only it's the very breath of God, his presence, his power among us. Friends, if you hear nothing else that is said here this morning, hear this. Jesus is calling you, he's inviting you, he's challenging you to receive the newness of, his birth, of this birth, to be born again, to live with him in the kingdom of his father, a place of righteousness, joy, and peace, and the Holy Spirit, a kingdom that is not of this world. And all Jesus is looking for from you today is, is your yes. Is your yes. I want to pray, and then we're going to receive communion together. Heavenly Father, I'm just so thankful for every step of this journey that we've all been on together. Thank you for the ways you've made us uncomfortable. Thanks for the ways that you've provoked us. Thank you for the ways that you have moved. Lord, would you come, even as we share this meal together, renew us, stir in us a deeper hunger for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus comes to us and he says that, he says to broken people that he has been broken to make them whole again. Jesus comes to us and he says, empty people, to us empty people, that he has been poured out that we might be made full. Jesus invites everyone to his table to experience the newness, this grace, this grace that we so sorely need, this grace that we have received once being born of water and the spirit, this grace that we receive every day. So here's what I want to invite you to do. You are welcome to the table of Jesus if you have a pulse. And there's a handful of people across here. And in a minute I'll pray and I'll invite you when you're ready to come forward and someone will hand you a communion element. You can go back to your chair and receive it, eat it and drink it. Jesus welcomes to his table everyone with a pulse. He makes his grace available to you today freely. And so, Father, would you pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and cup, that in eating and drinking of them, we might have a deeper encounter with you, that we might be renewed in this journey of church, that my brothers and sisters, my friends here, would have an encounter with your grace. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
The table is open. You can come forward. If you want to stay where you are, somebody will move to you if you're unable to come forward. Kathy back there will move to you. But come forward. And uh, during these songs, those of you who are coming forward for baptism and haven't gotten ready yet, you can run inside and get changed too.